0: Wednesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM, we have been recommending for the last few weeks, because remember, you only have until March 11th, we've been recommending for the last few weeks, get to voteoic.org, voteoic.org, as the World Zionist Congress elections are taking place, literally as we speak, uh, voteoic.org, myself, Miriam L. Wallach, we're both on slate number four. When you go to vote, again, go to oic.org when you go to vote, and it's worth every penny of the registration fee. Uh, make sure to use slate number four to vote for slate number four. Uh, it'll be one that uh, speaks to your values, speaks to your uh, um, your dreams and desires uh, for diaspora jury. Uh, everything's outlined there. And, uh, of course, many of the aspects we've discussed already on the air. Rabbi Stephen Weil is Senior Managing Director of the Orthodox Union and uh, is also advocating and recommending slate number four. The OU is part of that uh, collective of great organizations. Rabbi Steve Weil, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate that, and it's wonderful to have you on the air. Um, so, you know, you're you're somebody who has a tremendous appreciation for history, Jewish history, modern Jewish history, etc. World Zionist Congress at this point is, uh, is something that has been um, an important uh, function of the Jewish world for quite a while, many, many, many decades, and we've had an opportunity to speak about the history of it here on this program. Um, How would you put into context the historic value of the 2020 vote for the World Zionist Congress elections?
1: Uh, I think it will shape world Jewry, specifically in terms of the growth of the uh, next generation. That's true here in the States. That's true of young European Jews, and that's true in terms of the youth in Israel. Because of the $850 million that will be spent each year, and it could go as far as a billion dollars spent each year, a large part of it is on NOAH, is on youth. Uh, unfortunately, because of the world we live in, a very significant part of it is going to be spent on defense. Yeah. That, that attack on the synagogue in Germany, in Halle, right. that community would have been slaughtered, and thank God everyone survived, and that was a function of these funds. Yeah. So some of the funds go for defense, but most on youth.
0: Rabbi while you and your organization are, uni- are in a unique position. Uh, you get to see on the front lines what's happening in this country and all of North America regarding Jewish communities, while at the same time, because of the incredible work of the OU, you get to see on a regular basis what's being done in Israel and how Jews there are being helped by your efforts. Um, address for us the, the historic norm that we were used to in the 20th century and beyond, somewhat into the 21st as well, uh, that, um, that Israel was sort of a, a stepchild of the Jewish world and that we in the diaspora had a responsibility to take care of as much of Israel as possible and as many aspects financially for Israel as possible. Now it seems uh, that those days may be waning maybe even gone, and now in the deep part of the 21st century we are seeing how Israel is in fact impacting and feeling a responsibility to impact uh, Jews around the world in the Diaspora. Tell me what your impressions are of that concept as we move forward.
1: I, I love the way you articulated it. And from a historical perspective, we're literally reliving what happened in the periods leading up to the Bayasheni. You know, Ezra brought, so to speak, the naqshleppers to Israel. And the real action was a diaspora community in, in the Fertile Crescent, along the Euphrates and Tigris rivers, in Iran at the time, in Persia. And they looked at the Jews that went to Israel as the you know, stepchildren. People who had genealogical issues who wanted to escape. And over a period of 100, 150 years, Pumfakir, just the opposite happened, where the most dynamic Jewish community on earth was the community in Israel, and it was the Jews that were left in Persia and in Iraq. They were really the Nachshalepers. We're starting to see that now. I mean, we've, you know, you just saw the census. There's over nine million people. Six point eight million of them are Jews. Right. If if all if all demographics stays the same, you'll have twelve million people in Israel by the year twelve fifty. And that's just with maintaining the same demographics we have today. Look at American Jewry. You know, we claim it to be five and a half million. But realistically, it's a much smaller number than that in terms of those who actually identify, who are engaged, and and you see with the with the startup nation and economically with the future of the global economy being a function of you know biotechnology, of computer technology, of other forms of technology, Israel's really at the cutting edge of that. And in and, and we are in our lifetime, we're seeing a transition from from America being the dominant American Jewish community to Israel. That's really where the future lies.
0: You know, it's funny because the, uh, Rabbi Steve Weil is with us, Managing Director of the Orthodox Union. It's funny because, you know, you're you're right in pointing out the safety and security measures that are assisted by the financial gain uh, of, of this vote, of this election, the World Zionist Congress, and that's a very important point. And, and of course, there are other aspects as well. People could read online, go to voteoic.org. They'll see about MASA money, uh, which goes to uh, families of uh, gap year students, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We want that to be as much as possible. But I don't know if there's anything more important than the efforts that Israel makes and will continue to make to get people, uh, responsible people, onto the college campuses here in the U.S. And as shluchim here in synagogues, both those that are you know, ritually 100% uh, observant, and other congregations as well in this country. And I don't know at this point if there's anything more important than that when you think about the future of the diaspora Jury.
1: That's right. When an American Jew, and let's take the average American
0: Jew, not an Orthodox person
1: who lives in a tri-state area, but the average American Jew really does not have a lot of touch points with Israel. When they encounter a living, breathing Israeli who's a thoughtful, engaged human being on that campus. That's going to shape their whole notion of Israel. Yep. That's the way people work. Yep. It's a function of my own personal experiences. And that's, why, that's another reason why this election is so crucial.
0: Hundred percent. All right. So Rabbi, while it's pretty simple, <laughs> and I know that that not not always do not always the things seem simple to our community, but in this case, you could vouch for the fact that it's relatively simple. You go to voteoic.org. I know that you and your organization are a major part of Slate Number Four. I know you take great pride in that, and, and I know you also take great pride in your colleagues. There are a lot of great organizations that are part of Slate Number Four yeah. in, the, in the current elections.
1: I'll tell you, at the OU, one of the superstars of the OU, Yehuda Friedman, we actually, you know, and it's hurting us in terms of the amazing work that he does for us, but we've dedicated his time strictly to this campaign. And Yehuda Friedman is working with, with schools, with, rat, with communities, with shuls. He's, he's all over the place. I think he's in three states on any given day. <laughs> but he's really drumming up the vote. And we need everyone's help. And, and I can't thank you enough, Nahum, because the role that you play, the impact you're having on getting out the vote, it's really crucial. And if I could be, you know, very, and I apologize for saying this, right now the reform movement are getting their people to vote. Right. What happens is at a, at, a, at a Friday night service, at a Saturday bar mitzvah or bar mitzvah, the people sign up, they're in the temple, they get them to vote. And the reformer's doing an amazing job. The problem is, is their educational goals are, are very different than ours. And where they want to allocate the funds is a very different place than where we'd like to see the funds allocated. So it's, you know, there's a lot at stake here. It's the direction, just to give you an example, $62 million a year, and that's only growing is spent in the United States.
0: Right.
1: A lot of Orthodox Jews, they say, yeah, 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 they hear nothing Siegel, they, they hear from Yehuda Friedman or the OU or YU. You've got to get out the vote. There's, you actually have to get online at $7.50, and we need, we need everyone voting because right now we're down in the numbers. Uh, we, right now we've got double the number of people who voted last time on our slate, but they've got more than double. So we're down in the numbers and we really need people to get out and vote.
0: Uh, you can't put it any better by a while. Everybody out there, it's really simple. We keep drumming at home and I hope you'll just listen and, and take our advice because this is really important. Even if you are if you don't realize how important it is, trust me, if you're a member of this community, uh, it, it, it is important that you uh, that you vote. Go to, go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org it's slate number four, vote OIC.org. I'm proud to be a member of slate number four. And Rabbi Weil and his colleague organizations are proud to be one big collective of really powerful voices in the Jewish community. Check it out. You'll see it online yourself, VoteOIC.org. And Rabbi Weil, I take this opportunity to thank you and uh, continued success to you and the Orthodox Union. Thank you so much. A pleasure, a real pleasure. I told Rabbi Weil, by the way, before the conversation that we got to get him on the air more. We have too much Jewish history to remind people about, and hopefully we'll be able to uh, take advantage of that in a future time. Wednesday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up at JM in the AM.